Max, the one to watch for the best in entertainment, now has live sports with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Stream hundreds of select live games from MLB, NBA, NHL, U.S. soccer, and NCAA men's March Madness. And it's all included for a limited time with any Max subscription. After the promo period, add it for $9.99 a month. Base subscription required. On November 10th, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson reunite on the big screen as Captain Marvel and Nick Fury to assemble the MCU's next team, the Marvels. After Captain Marvel gets her powers entangled with teenage superhero Miss Marvel and Captain Monica Rambeau, the three heroes will learn teaming up changes everything. Don't miss Captain Marvel's return November 10th in the Marvels, only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Get your tickets now. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Them. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about film festivals and our love hate, <laughs> which has grown more to hate yeah. relationship with them. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so this past year, we shot about, I want to say, three to four different like shorts. Well, we shot four, but three what we threw into festivals. Yeah. And... At, like, what was our thought process from the beginning, Tessa? What well, would you say? I know for me, like when I first moved out here, people were like, you know, go to film festivals. It's a great way to network. And <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I mean, I liked going because I liked seeing the films that you wouldn't normally get to see in theaters and stuff, right. you know, and you do get a chance to meet some cool people. But unless your film is in the festival, I mean, you know, what do you really have to talk about with these people sometimes? And right. Or unless you're looking for a specific person to meet, you know, you're looking for a cinematographer and you see a film that you really admire and you mm-hmm. go search out that person. Like, it's just it's it's fun and you have a chance to meet people, but it's not right. the networking opportunity that people make it out to be. Um, so I think for me, I was like, oh, well, you know, if we have a film in a film festival, then we do have something to talk about. We do. It's right. a great networking opportunity, you know, and plus just to get our film out there. And it's a possibility for distribution and yeah, publicity. That's definitely what I think we I mean, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, we get our our film out there, then maybe possible distribution opportunities. And so (laughs) it just it seems like it's something you're supposed to do, right? Like everybody's like, if you're not selling your movie, get it in festivals. Exactly. And so I think with our first these films that we had done, 
um, I know we got out like a, I don't even know how long of a spreadsheet. Oh my God, (laughs) you guys, like, I don't know if there's any other Virgos out there listening, but if you guys know how my mind works, like I am so OCD, anal retentive, like this spreadsheet was like six columns. I don't even know how many festivals, like fucking 80. I don't even know. I mean, I spent days on it. She like alphabetized it, like state. It was like insane, which I actually, I really did appreciate because I could figure out where all these were. But I think something what something along the way so we we didn't apply to all of them i think at first we did kind of like go i think we were doing every that had like the dates yeah a date and a price that was under like 50 bucks because most of these festivals they aren't like that expensive you're paying between 40 to 50 bucks unless Mm -hmm. you like have a late fee applied like Mm -hmm. even earlier submissions you can pay i don't know 20 some of them are yeah like as cheap as 15 15, if you get in early but some are like 50 from the start like it's yeah it's crazy some are really expensive so we think we spent like five i don't even we don't know know. i mean because we were submitting for a good three or four months yeah (laughs) you guys like it is so expensive but that's like that's the thing if you really do want to get in a festival it's that whole like what's that saying about like throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping one sticks or something some italian thing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) shout out to my italian americans out there anyone else you're not saying before you throw the pasta the sauce on the wall and then uh, i don't know you say what thing you say what thing (laughs) but like yeah i mean it's you know you submit to a ton hoping that you get into one and but then I mean, we started networking with other producers. We've started ten, attending uh, panel events, and our our mind kind of has shifted. Um, we we weren't doing the research when we first started. Like I said, mm-hmm. we were we were submitting to whatever deadlines we could make. Yeah, and then we were doing like the and what we thought like sounded like yeah in the realm that you know and local like because mm-hmm. we're in LA, anything local or like of course because we could definitely we don't have to pay for a plane ticket to attend because that's mm-hmm. another thing like although some will fly you out there just heads up <laughs> look into that that's true that's true <laughs> vip um but we were doing like the logistical research like you know the dates exactly. the price the location we weren't looking into what other kind of films they accept you know like were our films going to stand up against these films and right. stuff like that which is important because it really helps you narrow it down exactly because then i mean i'm sure <laughs> like half of them we really shouldn't have applied to yeah. and <laughs> we started getting bigger after a few after hundred bucks in the can <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that's something again like i feel when i have tended to some of these panels a lot of people did what we started mm-hmm. out doing it's just like okay whatever we can get in like let's go and and then you waste a lot of money yeah. and then um as far as distribution goes, it's really the like four top ones that yeah. any like sale age sales agents or DC distribution center reps come mm-hmm. out to. It's like Sundance, Tribeca, New York Tribeca Film Festival, um, the, the 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 other ones, <laughs> yeah, the big ones, you know. the big ones. Um, <laughs> I need more coffee this morning. Um, but oh, yeah, it's a rainy, thunderstormy day here in L.A. for you guys is, that aren't in L.A. listening. And it's amazing and it's awesome and I love it, but it's really early for this. <laughs> and like unexpected. Like I, I usually like know kind of when it's going to rain mm-hmm. or like thunder. Like I did not expect that. Not at so all. like I lo- I'm with you. I love it. But I'm like, 
no, why am I wearing <laughs> red pumps right now? <laughs> like, no, I was not ready for this. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the those big ones are the ones that actually, I'm not going to say matter, but, <laughs> but kind of. I mean, it depends but, like what you're what you're doing it for. You exactly. know, like, are you just going to festivals to get your film out there and network? Are you doing it to get the laurels you can put on your poster? Are you doing it for distribution? Are you doing it for publicity? Because like every festival has something to offer as much as, much as we've been hating on festivals these past couple <laughs> minutes just now with you guys. Like, it, it, you know, it, it is a good opportunity. But if you're looking specifically for distribution and, you know, like real publicity beyond just like local news and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you kind of got to go in with the, with the big dogs. Otherwise, yeah. nobody's really going to hear about it except for the other people at the festival and, you know, everyone reading like your Facebook feed. <laughs> Ex- yes, exactly. Because then, you know, not all of them are going to like fly you out. You're going to you're going to spend a lot of time and money. And then sometimes I heard they give you like the weirdest hours too. Like oh, yeah. when you're viewing is like 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're going to a festival that's like screening from, you know, eight in the morning to like 11 at night, you could get that like 10.55 p.m. time slot when everybody's already gone or like the 8 a.m. time slot when nobody's awake. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, luck of the draw, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess... You know, just know what you're signing up for and mm-hmm. like know how to put yourself in an advantage. Like, yeah. let's say, for example, um, I attended a slam dance like film festival kind of lecture, I guess you'd call mm-hmm. it. And was that thunder? That was totally thunder. Oh, my God. <laughs> the building shaking. Oh, that's good. Maybe cool. it's an earthquake. We <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Uh, well, we're not L.A. peeps. We're from the East We are Coast. now. <laughs> but now we're like, oh, my God. Um, but so Slam Dance, they are located in um, Utah, the same area which uh, Sundance Film Festival is mm-hmm. located. And so they got accepted. Oh, well, this panel, they, they brought in speakers who had gotten accepted into it before. And so they strategically marketed them, like marketed the crap of them out of themselves, mm-hmm. like put posters all over. I'm really annoyed that I'm blanking out on which part of Utah. Which city is it? Salt Lake City? No, is it? No, that, I don't no, remember. No, that's like more. Do, do you know? Park City. Park City. City. Thanks, Mike. Shout out to Mike. (laughs) Awesome and extraordinaire. Yes. Um, Park City. And so what they did is they put their signs like all over the benches, all over every place Mm -hmm. you could possibly think of. And the sales reps actually from Sundance started to come over and like they got people that were supposed to go to Sundance film festivals into the slam dance ones. Okay. So they were really smart on like how to get the big dogs Mm -hmm. to like slam dance isn't nothing but it's not it's um, not Sundance exactly (laughs) yeah and um that was that was really cool like just just because you can you know Mm -hmm. I'm sure in New York too there's ways you can market yourself around the big festivals Mm -hmm. I think there's like the big apple film festival I'm not sure what the times are if they're similar as well but you know you have you can you can try to play mm-hmm. it to your advantage if you're smart. You've got to be creative and smart about it. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's, of course, if you're looking 
to get distribution or mm-hmm. a sales agent. And um, and then along those lines, if you are, some good tips. We haven't done this, of course, yet, but some good tips are, you know, have everything ready in a thumb drive to mm-hmm. go, like all your, you know, poster information, like, you know, all the BTS press releases, shots, press yeah, releases. which you'll have before then, because if you do get accepted into a festival, like they need a lot of that stuff anyway. True. I mean, half of it you're sending just as a submission, you know, That's but then true. you have like your actual package of stuff um, like EPK or whatever you want to call it um, that you have to give them for them to screen your film and everything. So you'll have that already together. So come, yeah, with it on a thumb drive to to give people. Yes, have that all in one's place. So you're not scrambling around and backups, backup for backup. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, back that shit up. And even if you like aren't looking necessarily for distribution or, you know, you're going to a smaller festival where you might not have a chance, still at least have like a flyer or at the very least your business card. I can't tell you how many film oh, festivals I've been God. to that. I actually like I love to film and I actually made it a point to talk to, you know, the writer, yep. or director, whatever afterwards. And I'm yeah. like, well, how do I like see the rest of your stuff or what? I, oh, I forgot my business cards. How, what, I, that but blows they do my the, mind. They do the thing they like cross out on like an old business card that's not current and like I mean I guess that's something but I mean like flyers are great I think people make flyers like for their film because that helps you remember like I don't just have a business card with some random dude's name on it it's like oh yeah he made that film that I loved you know right and then also like you know get your get hire a publicist if you are going into Mm -hmm. the big leagues and, and um and anything that else could promote you, you know, get, mm-hmm. try and get interviews and press like, yeah. releases done to yeah, pump you, yourself up. If you're like accepted to the festival and you're able to attend the festival, like make the most of your time because, you know, at that point it's already like, you've already been accepted. You've already beat out a bunch of competition, like make the most of your time there. Talk to people, network, try to find press, you know, try to get your picture taken in front of as many step and repeats as you can. And a big thing too, is like watch other people's films and talk to them after, because if you go watch their film and tell them you loved it, maybe they'll come watch your film later that night. You know what I mean? Like, yes, make those connections just to bring people in. It's like social media, like follow, follow back. You know, (laughs) it's the same kind of deal. I'll watch your movie. You watch mine. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about um, the uh, like process of getting a film together for a film festival, like the length, the, because there's some things that could make or break it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we learned the process while we were doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay, so first you should do your research. I mean, you don't have to do as crazy of a job of it as I did with a giant spreadsheet. But like, you know, like we said, no the logistics of it, of course, when the festival is, how much it costs, where it is, all that stuff. And then narrow it down from there when you're deciding which ones to submit to. Um because I, I would say that there's like different, some of them, they have a certain style. So mm-hmm. this goes back to branding yourself, like knowing the kind of style mm-hmm. you have and what this film festival, like style or message even like they focus on. Yeah. Um, and then also the length, like we, we learned this early on. We see, you know, don't try to make a 30 minute short film because 
it's going to be really hard to put it into festivals. Not that mm-hmm. it's not possible. And, you know, go do your thing. If it's amazing, it will stand out. Like, yeah. of course, this is just, you know, um, well, a lot of them have like the cutoff length of 40 minutes. But if they're fit, you know, if they have a hour time slot, they'd rather put in six 10 minute films than right. two half hour films, you know. Exactly. So we've heard like 20 minutes and under is like a really good sweet spot Mm -hmm. for shorts if you're working on one. So definitely try to prep yourself in that Mm -hmm. way. So that way, you know, you have more chances of getting in. It's like little things like that, which can be frustrating. We know (laughs) we we totally hear it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, too, like. Don't don't um, submit nothing that's not been done. I'm, yeah, completed <laughs> films only. Some festivals will submit works in progress, or I mean, accept works in progress, but like they can't see your vision. Like, just finish it before you're spending that money to submit it. Unless it's exactly. a screenplay, that's a different. You know, if it's just a script, that's different. But like, yeah, a halfway done film, like I don't, I, I don't just understand. Yeah, <laughs> why, you're, why you even want to share that before it's done? Like, yeah, exactly. You want to put yourself in the best position possible so Mm -hmm. um and it's just crazy the little things like sound music that changes everything Mm -hmm. so like it might be like somewhat decent but they're they might like not just they just won't get the full experience the full package that you're trying to sell and then it's like those little magical Mm-hmm. final elements will will really help you stand out. So don't forget that. It's interesting too, speaking of things like sound, I feel like the films that I've seen at festivals in general, especially the shorts, like are all really high production quality, like mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And some of them, they're great films. And other ones I'm like, oh, I don't feel like that story really stood up or like the acting wasn't that great, but like the production <laughs> value was amazing. And I'm like, is that all the festivals care about? <laughs> you know, which is kind of sad. But I mean, I'm sure that varies festival to festival as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, should we tie, like go into our, our inspiration of the week? Our inspiration. Oh, yes. um, before we do that, <laughs> one more thing about <laughs> <Wow>. film festivals. <laughs> Um, which will lead you to needing inspiration is when you get a bunch of no's like just be prepared for that because I feel like for me as someone like moving from the east coast out to LA to be an actor like everybody's like well get ready for rejection I'm like yeah I know like you know that's how the world works I'm totally ready for it I have a thick skin and I was for acting but like when it's your film it's your baby like even if you know it's not like the best film ever made you know like getting all those no's sucks (laughs) so be prepared for it because I mean we're I think halfway through hearing back on the festivals maybe that we've submitted to and We've got one special mention. I guess that that's something. It's a yeah. laurels. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all the rest have been no's. So it's really frustrating. Just be prepared for that. Like know that even if you get, you might get that one yes. And it's like to fucking Sundance. Like who knows, you know, but you're going to have a lot of no's no matter <laughs> what. Especially starting out. And, and that's why I'm not, I'm not even like taking it to heart. Cause I'm like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like I know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. We're only going to get better. It was just a yeah and it's it's um to help with the nose you mm-hmm. just ha- reminded me um especially too if you are trying to get into the higher ones but if not too just for yourself do screenings those mm-hmm. are really yeah. painful 
<laughs> to mm-hmm. like hear feed screenings where you get feedback. I mean, they do it for the professional feature films, like um, for what's even being released out now, yeah, and like the big theaters. So that's that's a that's something you could do for your own like mm-hmm. even short film because you know there's there might be some alarming feedback that you get back like yeah. i have no idea what was going on the first 20 minutes of your film <laughs> and it's like wait but my film was 20 minutes long right you know like it's <laughs> like it's that kind of stuff where you think you have it all together and it could be an amazing <laughs> hurtful yeah. but you can get through it we we promise you it, it might really help you like or alternate endings like you mm-hmm. have a couple in mind that could be your little way you know it doesn't have to be you have don't have to host it in a rental theater like right. you could do it you could do you it know, at home at home <laughs> send it out to a couple people or whatever but doing screenings could be really beneficial and that's something i think when we hone in on our bigger projects that yeah. we're working on this year um to, to really get some other feedback, you know, mm-hmm. and and help, you know, it, it helps with, you know, getting over that little painfulness. Yeah. And then and then you can focus on just getting better. And then yeah. you feel like you I feel like it'll almost help you feel more confident. I mm-hmm. mean, you never know. Again, forever. Whoever is watching it next could have a completely different opinion. But, you but know, it's helpful. Another Another set of eyes. Exactly. (laughs) And several, Mm -hmm. several, because then you can get a majority vote on that. And that could be really helpful. So thank you. (laughs) You reminded me about that. (laughs) So real quick inspiration for the week. Um, I have been binging Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman like all last fall. (laughs) Wait, what? What is that? Oh, my God, Carolina. Okay. (laughs) It is a show from the early 90s. And is it like a hippie show? No, it's not really a hippie show. It's kind of like Hallmarky, Lifetimey, like, you know, a little cheesy like that. But it's kind of like Little House on the Prairie. It's about this woman like from Boston that's a doctor and there's no woman doctors anywhere. And she moves out into the Wild West. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's I mean, it's a really good like show if you like that kind of style of stuff. Yeah. Um, But what's inspiring about it is Beth Sullivan, the creator, was one of the first female show runners on network TV, um, mm. which is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at that point in time, you maybe had a couple of female writers, maybe a female director, but like they weren't, this is, she created the Sullivan company, which is her production company. Like her name is billed in the beginning of every episode, <laughs> you know, like, so it's really oh, awesome cool. that she kind of in a way started that movement, you know, opened uh-huh. some doors for a lot of women. And it was a show about a strong female protagonist and, okay. um, yeah, it's just it's an inspiring show. I do recommend it. Get over the cheesiness. Like it's worth at least watching some episodes. What? Where did you hear about it? A friend from college. Shout out to Leslie Humbert. Um, she watched it as a kid, and then we watched it together Aww. in college. That's when I was introduced to it. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Keep an open mind. It's just a fun show, you know, a fun thing to watch with like life lessons and all that, you know, but the good, like wholesome messages. <laughs> exactly. We should, yeah. But with a, a strong female protagonist at the helm. <laughs> well, speaking of checking it out. You guys should check us out. Yes. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> if you don't already at FemRegard and on Twitter at Fem underscore Regard. We'd love to hear from you guys. Check out our website, www.femregard.com. And with that, I think we'll see you guys next episode. Yeah, guys. Holla. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. 
We can only grow with your support. So please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 